What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hey, y'all. I just wanted to come to you with a real quick message. I'm super excited because I'm starting a new podcast, and it's going to be called Molly, You in Danger, Girl. So... We are going to talk about all things horror related. So horror short stories. We're going to give horror movie reviews because not only am I a murderino, I love horror. Who would have thought it? (laughs) Anyway, right now I just am compiling a couple episodes because I want to come out with a few episodes for you. So you don't be like, girl, why you come out with one episode? What's that going to do for me? I got y'all. So in the meantime, make sure you follow me on Instagram and it's called Molly, You're in Danger podcast, but it's just the letters M-Y-I-D-G podcast. One more time. That's M-Y-I-D-G podcast. So get yourself ready, get situated because we got some new shit coming and it's finna pop. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Hey y'all, and welcome back to In Killing Color. This is episode number 33. And today we are gonna talk about a person named Marceline Harvey. I'm sure the majority of you do not know who that is, but per usual, by the end of this episode, you will know. Let's get to it. These are their stories. So when someone reaches the age of like 81, you would think it would be all about like living out their last days in peace and harmony, just trying to make it, just trying to do what you got to do until you reach the pearly gates. But that was not the case for Harvey Marceline, AKA Marceline Harvey. Now Marceline identifies as transgender. So going forward, I will like speak on her and say she and her. Now she is quick-witted, flirtatious, and sometimes her anger is a little bit terrifying due to what other people said. And that's due to her having two basic personalities. She has her Harvey personality and she has her Marceline personality. And to her, those are two completely different entities. So as of late, she's done an interview with the New York Times Magazine. So a lot of the quotes that I'm getting from here are coming from her interview. Um, she says that Harvey was not a good guy. He was a tough guy. Marceline is nice and gentle, loving, you know, lots of laughter, fun to be with. She's the one who's perfectly normal. All right. So they're saying that Harvey, excuse me, Marceline is the cool one. And Harvey is the one you do not want to play around with. So let's just go ahead and dive right into this. So Marceline She has spent more than 50 years already in prison for murdering murdering two of her previous girlfriends, one in 1963 and the second one in 1985. And now at the ripe age of 81, she is also being charged with another homicide. And this one 
was way worse than all the other ones. This one is the dismemberment of a 68-year-old lady named Susan Layden. Now, Marceline says she's in touch with both sides of her spectrum. So she says she's very much in touch with the masculine and the feminine side. But she says the male persona of Harvey usually gets her in trouble. Now, when she was released after her 50-year stint in prison in 2019, she put on a wig, her pink lipstick, and she got up out of there, okay? She said, I'm out of here and I'm going to get a look while I get out of here. Girl, I ain't mad at it. Shit. You got to give a look whether or not you a murderer or not. Now, she has pleaded not guilty to charges of first and second degree murder, tampering with physical evidence and the concealment of a human corpse when it comes to Susan Layden. And she is a former de jewelry designer in from New Jersey. And they also said that she actually struggled with mental illness and drug addiction in the recent years. So maybe that will explain how her and Marceline kind of got together. They say that Marceline and Layden, they met at Tompkins Square Park in the East Village. And Layden was with a, quote, coven of her own women. So it was people that were going through the same trials and tribulations of life as her. And she just had a group of women. And Marceline kind of put herself in that circle of women. I'm, I mean, I'm not mad at it. Like, you find people that are like you, they be like you, and that's it. And now, so here's Marceline. And I feel like she kind of was like a little bit delusional. She said, it got to the point where I was ruling the park. A lot of women claimed ownership of me. I was the queen. It was a very magical park, you know. <laughs> she also stated that her problems in the past came from when her girlfriends took her for granted or disrespected her. Said that she's always been attracted to women and women have always been attracted to her, but it always didn't end well. So she's saying she was a bad bitch because either way, as a man or a woman, the girls was coming. <laughs> Marceline, I, <laughs> you better let up know, girl. <laughs> I'm sorry. But she did say that there was a point where some of the women wanted to rule over her. And I say they probably wanted to rule over her because she was older. You know, she was in her 80s when she started meeting these people. So they felt like probably they could take advantage of her. And she said they wanted to take advantage of her softness. They misinterpreted her softness and they started trying to like henpeck her. And for those of the people who don't know what the word henpecking means, it means that you continually criticize and give orders to somebody in a demeaning way. All right. The more you know. <laughs> she says that Marceline, her feminine side, helps to keep a lid on Harvey and keep him contained sometimes. But she says she seems to think in her head that the women friends provoke the violence. And she says she's told them time and time again, there's a side of me you don't want to see, but they do not listen. And then I guess that's when Harvey decides to come out. So back in 2019, uh, an older, slim, tall person came to the parole board and she was mild. She was polite. And it, she, the personality was nothing like the murderer who had spent like decades and decades in prison. So 
I'll get into what she did later, but that'll be once I get into the meat of the story. She says that she told the parole board that she is no longer that same person. Now, for seven decades leading up to her latest arrest, Marceline just kind of struggled throughout the criminal justice system, welfare, um, went to prisons and stuff, and they like imprisoned her with the men when she actually identified as a woman. So she had a huge problem with that. But she confronted the system and was like, hey, I need justice with this, this, and this. But sometimes she manipulated them into her behavior or whatever she needed them to do. And so she went up and tried to get parole all the time. And every time they was like, deny, deny, deny. You're not getting out. Deny, deny, deny. And they probably was right on that deny because they probably never should let her ass out. Okay. She also says that the parole board and the jail basically was like exaggerating the evidence they had on her case. Um, she changed the stories and crimes. She admitted to different things. She blamed other people. She also blamed the people who she killed. So she's like, it was your fault. I guess it goes back to what I said earlier when she was like, it's a side of me you don't want to see. Don't push it, bitch. I imagine that's maybe what she kind of sounded like giving Newport 100s. <laughs> now, Marceline's record of her life does show that she had several examples of her harassing and attacking women throughout her whole entire life. At the small age of 14, she was accused of attempted rape of an eight-year-old girl. Now, she says that through her life, she has struggled with mental health, but she had to, quote, choke down the rage when women challenged her manliness before she fully transitioned. So... I see where this is coming from. It, it, to me, it's kind of giving, if she was presenting herself as a man initially, but she really didn't feel comfortable in her man body. And she was being a little, maybe a little sassy, a little hot tamale. They was like, girl, calm down. And she was like, first of all, bitch, you don't even know me. And then it probably went down there from there. So, when she was released in 2019, she was released to a homeless shelter and they put her in a shelter actually with all women. And a lot of people thought that was completely wrong because one of the workers there went to the board and was like, hey, I don't think that she should be in a shelter for women due to her history of her attacking women. And she has murdered two women. So she probably does not need to be in here with women on her free will. But they let her stay there and then these are the things that happen so let's go back to the beginning a little bit just get into a little bit of uh, Marceline's history because it's not a lot but I did get some said that she was born in 1938 and she spent her youth in New York and she was the child of a single mother now even as a teenager she did display a propensity for violence particularly towards women and she had a complicated gender identity so that goes back to what I said a few minutes ago she was confused about her life and she took that confusion out on other women because they were out loud. They were women and she was trying to figure out what she was going, what she had going on. I get it. Now, as a young adult, um, Jacqueline, she's always been very tall, very slender, and she lived with her mom and she earned about $75 a week operating copy machines. Around that time, she did have a girlfriend and her girlfriend was named Jacqueline Bonds, but her life at the time was very, very chaotic. 
Jacqueline often was a very heavy drinker. She took cocaine and she regularly assaulted Jackie and she was in and out of psychiatric care. So this just proves my point of a lot of mental health slipping through the cracks for these people. If you're in and out of psychiatric care and you're abusing somebody, the math is mathing. One plus one equals two. Keep her locked away. So in early 1963, Harvey was again accused of rape, but this was of a 24-year-old woman at this point. Now, once that accusation came, like Harvey was like, fuck that shit and got very mad and it ensued a whole thing of violence. So that April, Marceline killed Jackie Bonds right before she was supposed to disappear opposed to appear <laughs> supposed to appear in front of the grand jury regarding a case marceline shot her point blank in the head in a manhattan apartment like a crowded apartment with mad other people there she chased her while the homegirl was staggering through the kitchen and shot her two more times before jackie fell on the floor she was found guilty of first degree murder and she was sentenced to life now we're gonna pause 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 right there she was sentenced to life in 1963. Yet and still, she was released in 2019. Math. Math does not equal. <laughs> okay? So, after, during her two decades behind bars, she repeatedly appealed her conviction. Um, she was just trying to get free. Like, she was like, I gotta get out of here. I ain't trying to do 20 years. I ain't trying to get out of here. But they didn't want to let her out because she was still being very aggressive towards women in the jail, whether it was the um, hospital staff or the guards or whatever. They said that she would send, like, nasty letters and inappropriate stuff to the um, candy stripers in there. Just like, girl, calm down. But in front of the parole board, Harvey was like, you know, that's all in the past. When I became aware of the pattern it was creating, I cut it loose. And they believed her. And then a couple weeks later, she was out of jail and she was back to New York. So in the early morning of October the 30th, 1985, there was a man named Roberto Romano, and he was in the lobby of the Cambridge, Res Cambridge Residence Hotel in Harlem where he lived. He was out there smoking some weed, doing what he had to do. And then he saw that there was a tenant in the apartment that pushed out a shopping cart, and it, the shopping cart had a garbage bag in it. Now, he says that the bag was ripped and a couple of drops of blood came out. So then he called the cops. So then a couple hours later, there was a man shown walking on a Manhattan Upper West Side with a dark plastic bag going into Central Park. He tore the bag open and inside of the bag was a pair of legs. A pair of legs. So the victim, who was named Anna Laura Sierra, had been stabbed repeatedly, tied up with a rope and wrapped in plastic. Now, they said she was 29 years old, she had a heroin habit, and she um, was basically a prostitute. They noted the pattern, and they got the address. The address was room 602 at the Cambridge Residence Hotel. And guess whose address that was? It was Marceline's address. So at the time, Marceline, she didn't have a job. 
She was caught up in street life. At some point, she wanted to be a pimp. Like, she was just all over the place. And occasionally, her and Sierra lived together. Uh, Marceline told them that Sierra was very fiery. She was very provocative. And sometimes she brought her tricks and Johns to the apartment. And she sold some of Harvey's things for drugs. So according to the court records, court records said that Sierra was stabbed over 30 times. But <laughs> Harvey said, uh-uh, I ain't do all that. Some of that stuff came, some of those puncture wounds came from rats and squirrels because the body had been set in the park for hours. Girl, ain't no rat bite about to look like no damn knife wound, okay? <laughs> so then Marceline went back to prison in 1986 and that's where she did 35 more years 35 more years so now we're going to fast forward to june of 2019 and this is where she entered her ninth decade in prison nine decades in prison she went before the parole board they had questions they were like i don't know your history is pretty bad. I'm, uh, I don't feel like we should let you out. But they were probably taking into account how she looked. Marceline looked very frail. She didn't have her wig. She didn't have her lipstick. She was very frail, very old person-y. I know that's probably not a word, but you know what I'm talking about. She told the parole board, I give you my word. I will never reoffend." And again, they believed her. On August the 7th of 2019, Marceline left the prison and reported to her parole officer. Now let's fast forward a couple of months to December. Harvey was, excuse me, Marceline was on Facebook and I went and looked up her Facebook page and her Facebook page literally has a profile photo of none other than Susan Layden. And she posted the caption, and the caption said, Love Personified. Excuse me? <laughs> okay. So a little bit about Susan. Like I said, she was born in 1953. She spent most of her life in northern New Jersey. Uh, her mom was divorced mom. She had one daughter. And Susan ran a jewelry business, and that was it. But during a downturn... She decided to relocate to New York City to live closer to some other friends and be around public transit so she can just kind of get around and do what she had to do. Okay, so I understand that. So she used to live in Queens and then she later moved to Brooklyn where she landed a place in a support housing community um, in Fort Greene. Now, like I said, it's very unclear how Marceline and Susan got together, but she just came, she came up, they just met. I don't know. She, they said that Harvey presented like a very mild-spoken, very tall black man. And then the nurse practitioner at the place was like, why are you here with the women's? Why are you here? And they said that they're going to appreciate and abide by his gender identity and put him with the women, even though the women were scared of him. Like they were very, very scared of him. So throughout the time while he was in that facility, um, Harvey started still posting stuff about Susan on his page. And the people who knew Susan, they said that they never knew who the fuck Harvey was. 
And Susan never discussed her. So they're kind of trying to figure out, like, girl, where did you come from? How do you even know my girl? How do y'all even know each other? Because, yes, y'all might be in the same paths of life, but at the end of the day, how do you know her? So, according to surveillance videos, on February the 27th, according to police video, like I just said, they showed Susan Layden going into Marceline's building in East New York. Now, on March the 3rd, which was two years after Harvey posted the first picture of Susan on his Facebook page, NYPD got a 911 call. They said that there was a shopping cart outside of a pawn shop. And inside of that shopping cart was a bag. The bag was a floral bag that belonged to Susan Layden. And inside of that floral bag was Susan Layden's torso. Mm -hmm. Not only did he unalive her, but he put her torso in her own bag and wheeled it to the pawn shop and left it. Now, they say that Susan's dismembered body parts were found in several locations throughout Brooklyn. What? Several locations. They say that the victim's head and other limbs were discovered inside of Marceline's apartment. Her head and other limbs were found inside of Marceline's apartment, along with blood, cleaning supplies, a hammer, and the box for an electric saw. Police then, on March the 7th, found one of Susan's legs near a garbage can about three blocks away from where Marceline lived. And then, on that same day, closed caption videos showed Marceline Harvey in a, a 99 cent store in Queens and she was riding on like a motor scooter. She gets up to get something from the rack and guess what's in the goddamn chair? Susan's leg. <laughs> Y'all, Susan's leg was in the chair. Girl, she was sitting on Susan's chair, leg rolling around the city in the 99 cents though. <laughs> Marceline said, I am 81. I don't give a damn. <laughs> I'm not laughing because it's not funny. What what Marceline did to this lady was wild. But to go to the 99 cent store and have the leg in your chair? Girl. <laughs> now, this is the shady part. So, when everybody's checking videos. So, they check a video and they catch Marceline at Home Depot getting like trash bags, cleaning solution and stuff like that. But she was there with another person. So I'm thinking this person is 81 years old, very frail and rides in a motorized wheelchair. I really and honestly do not think that this is my opinion. I really don't think that she would be able to dismember a person by herself. I don't. I don't think she. So I, I personally, I feel like whoever this lady was that she was with in Home Depot has something to do with it because there's no way she was going to be able to do this by herself. So, once they got all the surveillance video together and all that good stuff, guess what? Marceline was picked up immediately. She was taken to jail immediately. And she took her lockup picture with her wig on and said, Bet, respect who I am. But they ended up locking her up in Rikers with the men, not the women. 
So this case is actually currently on trial. Now she's being held with no bond and they are going through the process. Now here's my time to rant about this case. Why in the Sam Hill did they let Marceline out of jail in the first place? I don't give a shit how old she was. Why they let her out? She had unalived two people. She shot one multiple times and killed one, stabbed him over 30 times and put her in a trash bag in the park and left her. Then you let her out and not even a week and a half after she got out. She done unalived somebody else in a disgusting manner. But y'all keep people in jail that sell weed. <laughs> make it make sense. Make it make some sense to me. We're going to have to talk about this and I'm going to go on a live and I might even do a clubhouse conversation about this because this case is ridiculous. I got pictures of some of the crime scene. I am going to post that on my page so you can see that. But yeah, we're going to get back and we need to talk about this because this is, <laughs> it's wild. It's wild. So that is the curious case for me of Marceline Harvey. And do not refer to her as Harvey because she said, I will not respond to that because that is not me anymore. I ain't mad at it, sis. But you're going to enjoy the rest of these days in jail because you're not getting back out. Ain't no damn way. Ain't no way. Anyway, <laughs> thank y'all for uh, tuning in. I will catch y'all next episode. I got something good coming for you. A case that has been very much requested over the last couple of weeks by a lot of people. And I thought about doing an in-killing color quickie on my socials. But I think this case deserves an actual full dedicated podcast. So I'm going to do that. So enjoy. Make sure you rate me on spotify and apple please don't send me any comments that are bad because i don't like those <laughs> i'll talk to y'all next time bye